Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. We learned that it means don't follow too emotionally, failing to consider the potential costs. Don't just let emotions take you away. You need to consider the fact that the Lord may call on you to sacrifice. And if you understand that moving forward, then you won't be caught by surprise. Therefore, you won't be as likely to fall by the wayside and get discouraged. The second thing we learned this morning that it means don't follow too reluctantly, okay? Don't follow too enthusiastically without counting the cost, and don't follow too reluctantly having the wrong priorities in your life. Make sure your, your priorities are right. Now, having said that, I want us to look this afternoon, and for just a few moments, at reasons, though, we should follow him. Why it's important to follow him. Why it's the right thing to do. And there are numerous reasons for that. And Brother Tom, I see you're at the control sign. I'm going to skip over that story and move right ahead to my points. And the first point this afternoon, ten reasons. They're in your notes. You can follow along there in the handout. We follow him because we love him. And if you love somebody, you'll want to do all the things that please him. You ought to follow Jesus for no other reason than you love him. And you have every reason to love him. Because the Bible says of God that God is love. And in all this world, with all the confusion and all the the anxiety and all the anger and all the lying and all the cheating and all the, the, the stuff that's going on in the world, it is good to know that God is love And we should love that he loves. We should love that he does right. We should love the fact that he is going to send his son to fix all this. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. The second coming of Christ I'm talking about there. And for that reason, we should follow him because we love him. He can be counted on. He he wants the best for you. He wants the best for your family. He will give you a direction that you can have confidence in, that you can trust in. He can fix your problems. He can heal the sick. He can do all of that. He, he And he knows what is best, and he knows when he should do something. He knows when he shouldn't do something. He knows when it's in your best interest for you, him to allow you to go through some of that sacrificing we were talking about or through some of that suffering. And for that reason, you ought to follow him because you love him. Nobody on this earth can do for you what he can do for you. And for that reason, that's one of the reasons you follow him and you follow him enthusiastically. Number two, we follow him because we want to serve him above all things. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We should, we should count it a privilege to, to serve him. Uh, my daughter Erin, one of the side jobs that she does is she uh, dog, doggy sits. You know, a lot of people don't like to leave their dogs in kennels. They'd rather pay somebody to come and stay in their house. And Erin has clients that call her. We're going to be going on vacation and what have you. And the, most, uh, the, the latest new client that she has has three dogs. And she goes there. And she spends the night in these homes. And this one home, she, she uh, FaceTimed me. She said, Dad, you gotta, you got to see this house I'm staying at. And I said, well, yeah, show it to me. Uh, gorgeous. Oh, you talk gorgeous. I told her, I said, Aaron, 
That, that is a million-dollar home at least, maybe a multi-million-dollar home. And, you know, and she's also uh, dog sits for these two doctors. That's where she's been. This, is it not, Sharon? At the, the two doctors? One doctor, one nurse, one doctor, I think, or? Okay, well, the, it's a doctor anyway, and they, they, they've got a very nice place. And I, I told Aaron, I said, you're, you're privileged to be able to serve there and work there. And that's the way we ought to think about serving the Lord. It's a privilege. It's not a burden. It's not something we have to do, you know. And how do we serve him? Well, going to church, that shouldn't be seen as a burden. Coming Wednesday night, how could that possibly be a burden? What could possibly be hard about that or staying for this afternoon? We follow Jesus because we love him. And we follow him because we serve him. And, and we see it as a privilege to serve him, not as a burden to serve him. And then number three, we follow him because we desire to learn from him. John 6, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. When you follow him, you get to learn from him. And folks, I mean, what more valuable time? I mean, you're, you're learning, you're following him now. You're learning from him. As you follow him, he tells you, be in church. You're in church now. I'm sharing with you scripture from God's word that tells you how important it is and why you should follow him. And you learn. And, you know... Like I said this morning, please think about this. I know sometimes, we're human, and I know sometimes Sunday afternoon the temptation might be just stay at home and rest. Certainly on a Wednesday night, temptation might be to stay at home and rest. I, I, I understand, you know, that, that temptation in human nature. But understand this, where else are you going to hear what you hear and learn what you learn? than in God's house. From a, from a preacher you know, from a preacher you can watch. I mean, it's not like you say, well, I can stay home and watch somebody on TV. That, that's distance learning. That, and that's not to say that some TV preachers can't, can't help you and be a blessing to you. But it's something about somebody in your community that you can relate to, that can relate to you. You know, what a privilege that is. And to be able, you know, you follow Jesus because of what you can learn. You're, you're not going to learn what you need to learn from the government. You're not going to learn what you need to learn from TV or public TV. You know, the, the things, you're not going to hear them talking about this. You know, in, in our educational institutions and what have you. So one of the wonderful reasons to follow the Lord is, is what you can learn. One of, the, one of the best parts of my day is in the early morning. When I, I, I sit in my chair and I, I do my devotions. And, you know, every morning I, I want to learn something. From, from the Lord. And I, I really do. That's, that's the whole point of it. Now, sometimes it's hard for me to, to concentrate. Sharon's in there snoring so loud that I have to go shut. No, she doesn't. She doesn't do that. But, you know, to learn from him. I mean, why wouldn't you want to, why wouldn't you want to follow him? Number four, we follow him because we desire to obey him. Luke 6, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man which built his house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. 
And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. How was it founded upon a rock? Because he heard my sayings and he did them. We follow him because we desire to obey him. This sin-cursed world, as we live in it, is like walking through a minefield. Used to watch, uh, how many of you remember, this is going way back, the old black and white TV show, I think it was a half hour show. I'm, I'm, Jim, I'm going sort of to bet you know it. I'm going to suppose that, you remember the old show Combat? Who remembers Combat? Oh, that was, that was just a guy, young kid's show back there. I love that. And I remember the time, all of a sudden, they would realize they're in the middle of a minefield. You know, and they got to pull out their bayonet and, I guess, come at the mine from an angle, hoping not to, not to trip it. I have no idea what that's got to do with what I was just saying. <laughs> that's not funny, Sharon. <laughs> God just got even with me for picking on you, didn't he? Yeah, that's what he did. Because we desire to obey him. Okay. To get through the mi- Oh, I know what it was. In life, we're going through minefields. Minefields of bad decisions. And when we go it alone, we're making the decisions. And as feeble and as ill-informed and as ill-prepared as we are. But with God, he'll guide us through the minefield. He'll guide us through that. You look at the people that aren't being guided by uh, God. They're, they're getting blown up over here in this relationship. They're getting blown up over here losing this job. They're getting blown up over here with their health because they didn't live right. They, they put stuff in their body that the Bible condemns because our body's the temple of the Lord. You know, they're getting blown up all over the place. But when you obey, he will guide you. Don't go there. Don't go here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The blessings I know in this life are a result of me trying to be obedient to the Lord. Left to myself, who knows what kind of mess my life would be in. With my wife, with my children, with my health, and with with so many things. It's wonderful to follow the Lord. Number five, we follow him because we want to glorify and praise him above everything. First Peter, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as to the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom we praise and dominion forever and ever. We follow him because we want to glorify and praise him above everything. What, what a privilege. What, what, what a, again, it, it, it's a privilege to be able to praise the Lord. You see so many people hurting. You see so many people confused. You see so many people uh, filled with anger and all sorts of bad emotions and what have you. And when you praise the Lord, not only are you praising the Lord, but you're giving people hope. And they look at you and they see that something is different and something is better. It's, it's a wonderful thing to follow the Lord to be able to praise him because he's worthy of it. You know, you, you might say something good about somebody and then somebody who knows them better might say, well, you don't really know them. They're not all they're cracked up to be. That doesn't happen with the Lord. When you praise him, pardon me, he's everything he's cracked up to be and so much, so much more. Number six, we follow him because he is our Lord and Savior. Neither is salvation Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We follow him because he is Lord. 
He is our Savior. You know, in some societies, if someone saves somebody else's life, the person whose life was saved is indebted to that person forever because they saved their life. Well, it doesn't get any better than the Lord saving us from an eternity in hell, which we deserve, and which would be our fate were it not for the Lord, were it not for him being our Savior. Stop and think about Suppose we knew that when we died, hell was in our future and there was nothing that could be done about it. How, how could you have a happy day after that if you knew that that was your end? Yesterday, we were out at the gravesite at the cemetery on Kittle Road uh, laying to rest uh, Rita DeVault. This was yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock. It was freezing out there. I mean, those wind started blowing. That cemetery is kind of on top of a hill. And I know it was only 43 degrees. I know it gets a lot colder than that come January and February. But yesterday afternoon, it was freezing cold up there. And as we were standing around that casket and that small group, you know, basically shivering there together, you know, I, I told them, I said, Rita's in a better place. She's not sick. She's not dealing with drama in people's lives that she cares so much about. She is with the Lord, her Lord and Savior. And I I could tell them that. And folks, you and I can tell each other our testimonies that we have been saved and we're not going to spend eternity in hell. And that is reason enough to follow the Lord. Number seven, we follow him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And, of course, John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We are so blessed through the Lord and through his word to have, to know the way and to know the truth and to know the life. As our nation draws away from God, we see what's left in, 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 in the background. And we see how ugly it's getting. And we see how divisive it's getting. Because when you take God out of our nation, when he is being pushed to the sidelines, look at what's left. And look at all the infighting. And look at how ugly it's getting. I mean, look at Hillary Clinton wanting to be president of the United States. And on one of the the news websites, I don't know if it was Fox or whatever, she's holding a T-shirt up proudly declaring nasty woman. How many of you saw that? No, I'm not making this up. (laughs) Help me, Bonnie. Pretend that you saw it. (laughs) Well, you remember that that, that woman's march shortly after the, you know, they were all proudly proclaiming themselves to be nasty women. When did that become a good thing? Take away God, folks, and who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? But when we follow him, we know that this is right. We know that this is wrong. We know that this is true, and we know this is false. Now, it bugs them to death, talking about the lost world. They hate that, that we can discern, and we can know what's better and best and and, and worse and good. But for no other reason to follow him. We we know what what families ought to look like. We, we know what kind of spirit we, we ought to have. And so we follow him. 
Number eight, we follow him because only he can satisfy our every need. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It should be a lesson to all of us that some of the wealthiest people in the world, and often many of the wealthiest people in the world, are the most miserable people in the world. You know, how, how often do we hear of, if, if celebrities don't take their lives, they will accidentally overdose or alcohol poisoning or take too many of this or too, too many of that. And you're thinking, you know, I'm thinking, man, you got all that money, you got all these toys, you got a house in France and you got a, a ranch in Colorado and you, you got a place down in Fiji and you got a yacht tied up in Los Angeles and you got snowmobiles in Vermont and, and why aren't you playing with your toys? <laughs> you know, you got enough toys to last a lifetime. You can buy your ticket to every Super Bowl game, the NBA Finals, you know, all that stuff. It just tells you something. It just tells you that it, it, it's not fulfilling. It, it doesn't feel that innermost need. We were created for fellowship with God, and we should follow him knowing that he is the only satisfaction. I read a great quote. See if I can remember it. Someone said, I was reading a book. I just finished a book. Uh, about the Wright brothers. You, 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 uh, what's the writer's name? David McCullough? Does that ring a bell for some of you? Writes about historical stuff. He wrote this book. And he was talking about the modesty of the Wright brothers. Do you know they, 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 they achieve one of the greatest achievements in the history of the world by, because man for thousands of years had watched birds and wanted more than anything in the world to fly. And there had been all these attempts made to do it. You know those guys didn't have a, a high school diploma? You know, and, and they didn't have government funding? You know, they were, just, they were just tenacious. And I'm following another rabbit trail that goes to I don't know where. Sharon, we're going to talk on the way home. You're, you're, you're enjoying this a little too much. You get humor out of watching me squirm, then you ought to be laughing a lot. Cause I'm, was I on point number eight? It'll come to me. It'll, it'll come there. Because only he can satisfy our, our every... Oh, it was in... It was in that book. Because they were also known, Brother Bob, as very modest men. They, all the acclaim that came their way, the parades, the awards, the medals, they, they were at heart engineers. Now, they weren't, enge- they weren't degreed engineers, but their soul was figuring it out. And, and so they, stay, they, they stayed after it, and they were, they were not affected by all the fortune and everything that uh, came their way. But in that book, it said something. They were of the mind, I hope I can remember it right, no, their father said this. Their father was a preacher. The Wright brothers' father was a, an itinerant preacher. And he said, he taught his boys, all you need in life is enough not to be a burden to somebody else. That's a good quote. All you need, when it comes down to it, is that you, not, that you have enough, that you make your own way, that the government, welfare, mom or dad, doesn't have to pay your way. Here, we follow him because only he, he can satisfy that need. 
every need that we have. We don't need more money. We don't need more this. He can satisfy our need. Waking up every morning knowing that you're a Christian and knowing that you have a purpose, knowing where you came from, knowing where you are, knowing, where you're, knowing why you're here, and knowing where you're going, that is so wealthy that the, the richest lost person doesn't know that, can't comprehend that. Number nine, we follow him because we would rather have Jesus and follow the Lord rather than have what the world offers. And again, we just emphasize that. All these jet-set people have their private jets and their luxury liners, and yet they still got to take their antidepressants. They got to still take their sleeping pills. They still got to have first problem come their way. They got to have their their drinks and and what have you. A, A true maturing Christian doesn't need that. You know, just just give me. I've said it before. You know, a grandma knowing God living in a simple house out on the rocking chair on the front porch is ten times wealthier than the average multimillionaire and has a thousand times more peace in her heart. Lastly, number ten, we follow him because we desire to yield to the teaching and direction of the Holy Spirit so that we follow and genuinely above God in our lives. Not only do we get to follow God, but we have a helper, the Holy Spirit. John 16, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. When we follow the Lord, he gives us, on top of everything else, the Holy Spirit to work inside of each of us individually, all of us collectively. To get us through this sin-cursed world. So again, as we started this morning, we'll close this afternoon. It's very possible to follow Jesus for the wrong reasons and the wrong way and experience frustration and disappointment in your spiritual life. Follow him for the right reasons and the right way and experience real peace and joy. We'll end with these two quotes. To truly follow Christ means he has become everything to us. Everyone follows something, and that's so true. Friends, popular culture, family, selfish desires, or God. We can only follow one thing at a time. To truly follow Christ means we do not follow anything else. There is no such thing as a halfway disciple. And Jesus spent his three teaching years upon this earth teaching that to his disciples. And his word and the Holy Spirit continues that teaching today. We're not to be halfway disciples, and we shouldn't be. When we think about it, there is so so many blessings that come in following him. Yes, as we saw this morning, there may be times when we're called upon to sacrifice. Yes, as we saw this morning, it's important that we have our priorities right. And then understanding that, why wouldn't you follow? So many reasons. Our, our list could go, could go on and on. So may we leave this afternoon more informed and being more informed, changed, being changed, being more like Jesus, being more like Jesus, having greater peace in our heart, and being more mature as we leave this afternoon than when we came this morning. And let me say this to those of you that will come back Wednesday night. 
you have a much greater opportunity to mature Wednesday night than you would if you were not here. So let me encourage you. We'll do our best this Wednesday night as we go back into the book of Colossians to, again, Wednesday night, make that the best part of your week, the most valuable part of your week, getting here what you, from the preaching of God's word what you do not get anywhere else. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed as we stand, please.